0: Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message.
1: From, Hosea, from verse number 1 in that Hosea, the Bible tells us is that Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruits unto himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he has increased the altars. According to the goodness of his land, they have made, they have made godly images, goodly images. Their heart is divided. Now they shall be found faulty. He shall break down their altars and he shall spoil their images. What is this verse of the scripture talking about? In other words, the Bible is saying Israel has become a very prosperous nation, just like many of us. Israel has become very comfortable, just like many of us. Israel has become very rich, just like many of us. But the Bible says that the more richer the Lord the nation of Israel became, the more comfortable the nation of Israel became, the more, the more affluent the society became. The Bible makes us to understand that the more idolatrous they became. The more they began to see the blessings of God, the more they ascribed that blessing of God into something else. That is when they started going out after after other gods. They started going out after other other things that does not glorify the name of the Lord. The Bible says that Israel has grown, and because they grow, they have increased their altars. They have increased their idolatry. And if you go to verse number two of that verse, of that chapter that we read, not only that, not only that, the Bible is saying that the heart of the people have become fickle. The heart of the people are no longer loyal to the Almighty God. They have now become self-centered. They have now become self-absorbed. The world now revolves around them. And the Lord is saying that you cannot continue to live like this. You cannot continue to do do the things that you are doing right now and expect me to bless you. It doesn't work like that. The Lord is saying, you cannot continue to ignore me. You cannot continue to put me on the back burner. You cannot continue to treat me as one of the chandeliers in your house uh, and then expect me to open doors for you as you enter into the new year. It doesn't work like that. So you can dream. You can imagine a possible future. You can be dissatisfied with yourself, dissatisfied with your situation, but as long as you are self-absorbed, as long as you do not treat, put God in the right position, as long as you do not put God in the proper in the in the in the in a position where he deserves, you will be preparing all those things but the results will be elusive. You will not find what you're saying. So if you are self-absorbed, if you are self-centered, all your preparation will amount to nothing. So from the book of Hosea we can see that preparation will fail. preparation will fail if we ignore to take if we ignore and take God out of our plans, whatever you are doing to enter into the new year, whatever opportunities you are trying to explore in the new year, if you take God out of that equation as a child of God, that is a waste of time. Preparation will fail when we ignore and take God out of our plan. Number 2, preparations will fail when you trust on your own abilities. Preparation will fail when we live unto ourselves, when everything we do is just for us. When everything we do is just for the is just to be able to advance our own uh, our own agenda. Preparation will fail when we become the center of the universe when the whole world revolves around us if you make preparation based on that i can assure you that that preparation will fail when you become the center of the universe preparation will also fail when god becomes in, when god becomes dispensable when god becomes disposable when god becomes something that you can turn off and turn off Turn on and turn off when God becomes something that you can. Ah, I guess I think I, guess I need him today, so you just put it and chuck it in your bag. It's just like your cell phone. Ah, I think I can go. Well, I, I need to have this one. You know, when God becomes something like that to you, when God becomes a matter of convenience, when God becomes something that ah, I think it's good, we can tell. Let's go and see what he does on Sunday. If God becomes like that for us, the real question we should be asking is not how should we prepare, but how do we prepare to succeed. How do you prepare to succeed? Not just prepare. How then do you prepare to succeed? How do you prepare to succeed? What kind of preparation should you be engaged in? What are we supposed to be preparing or doing in our life so that we can take full advantage of the opportunities? Go back to the book of Hosea. The book of Hosea. Now let's start reading from verse number 12. The Bible tells us in verse number twelve. It says, Sow to yourself righteousness in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For the time to serve, it is time to seek the Lord till He comes and reigns righteousness upon you. Look at the conditions in there. If we want to prepare ourselves To take advantage of the opportunities That the new year will prepare for us The Bible is saying That you should sow to yourself in righteousness That you will reap in mercy And then you should break up that fallow ground In other words Take that heart that has been doing What you have been doing in the past The same thing that you have been doing The same behavior The same attitude The same respect The same bitterness The same anger The same frustration The same animosity The same unforgiveness It's a break up that particular pattern Unless you break it up. You might move into the new year. You might take advantage of opportunity. But those things that kept you on the same spot, if you have not dealt with them, they were the ones that are going to limit your progress if you move forward. As long as there's unforgiveness there. As long as there's bitterness there. As long as there's anger. As long as there's sin. As long as there's, in, there's indulgence. What you will find is that though the Lord God Almighty wants to open the opportunities for you, if those things are still there, there will be the anchor that draws you back. And that's why the book of Hosea chapter 12, chapter 10 verse 12 tells us, "He said, break up the fallow grounds. Break up the fallow ground.' In other words, If you want God to step into your situation as you move into the new year, you need to go back to the basics. What does it mean to walk with him? What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a child of God? What does it mean to be able to relate with him? What does it mean to be able to enjoy fellowship with him? He said, go back to the basics. Go back to what it means to walk with him. Go back to the basics. Just like Hosea said, we must break up the fallow grounds. Mm. We must break up the fallow ground. Now, I grew up in a, in, a, in, a, in a community where people still farm, you know. And when I was growing up, I remember my boy, we, in a, at the back of our house, we had a, at least we had a, a sizable pot of land where we farm. What you find is that in order for you to begin to farm, you have to break up the land before, the year before, if you intend to be able to plant anything. If you just go into the land without preparing, without tilling it, without breaking it up, what you find is that whatever you planted is not going to grow properly. The reason is because the land has been compacted. The land is now, it's now tired. You need to move it up so that you can bring in the, 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 the new soil from under the ground, bring it to the top so that you allow the roots to have access into the nutrients that are in the, in the ground. That is the essence of the breaking of the ground. Unless you are willing willing. willing to do that on a spiritual level, on a moral level, on an emotional level, on a physical level, on a mental level, you must be ready to break up the fallow ground. Because these things have been sitting down there. They have been compacted. The same way that you are thinking. The same way you are behaving. The same way that you are relating with other people. Unless you are willing to shake it up in your own life, and move it around and say, okay, what are the things that need to go? What are the things that need to be shaken off?" Unless you are willing to do that, if you step into the new year with the same attitude, the same behavior, the the same imagination, you will find out that you will not be able to move very far. Because those things will continue to hold you down. So, the fallow grounds of our hearts... That we have allowed to overrate, to, to be overtaken by weeds, by uh, and thorns, and anger, and by the must be broken up. Okay. They must be broken up. You cannot desire a be- a better future. You cannot see that future come to pass if those things are still there. It's just like somebody who is married, and he sees that ah, my wife is a terrible woman. My wife is a terrible woman, and then he writes a divorce, change the woman, and doesn't do anything to himself doesn't do anything to change his communication style. Change the way he behaves. Change the way he spends money. He doesn't change anything about himself. He just believes that the problem is with the woman. I can assure you. By the time he divorced woman number one. And go to one woman number two. And nothing changes his life. He's going to divorce woman number two. And go to number three. And if he doesn't change anything. He will continue to go like that. Until he wakes up one day. That the problem sometimes might not be with the woman. It might be with him. Yeah. The same thing. If you go to work and you find that you cannot keep a job for more than a year, and then you say, Oh, it's the people at work well. they don't like me. Then they move from there you move from company A to company B. You do the same thing, oh, the people in this place doesn't like me. You move from there. At one point in time, are you the only one in the company that they don't like? The point is that there is a problem inside, and until you break that fallow ground, you might not be able to move forward. Yeah. Unless you break the fallow grounds. In our hearts, our desired harvest may be elusive. The question then is, what does it mean to break off the fallow ground? What does it mean? Number one, it means you clear your heart of anything that does not support and sustain the word of God. You know what the word of God says. You know what it means. Some people say the Bible is difficult to understand. I keep asking them, what is so difficult about that shall I not steal? Eh? It is not your own. Don't take it. What is so difficult about it? What is so difficult about don't tell lies? You know what you are about to say is wrong. What is so difficult? So these things are not difficult. The Bible, you know, so if you want to break up the fallow ground, what it means, number one, is to clear your heart of anything that does not support and sustain the word of God. Number two, what it simply means when you say break, when the Bible says break up the fallow ground, it means stop building on a faulty foundation. Stop building on a faulty foundation. You are saying people don't like you, but you are a mean human being. You say people don't like you, but you are the person who is very selfish. You say people don't like you, you don't even, you cannot do anything for anybody. And you expect people to like you. How will they like you? If you want to change that dynamic and you want people to like you, then you have to go back to your own foundation and look at what am I doing wrong that I need to correct. So, number two, what does it mean to break up the fall uh, of ground? It means stop building on a faulty foundation. Number three, what does it mean? It means break evil, nasty, stupid, useless habits. Break them. There are some habits that you are not supposed to have. There are certain things that should not be found among Christians. There are certain behaviors that we are not supposed to have. The Bible is saying that if you want to break fallow ground, you need to break those evil habits. Number four, it simply means repent. Simply means repent. In other words, this direction that I've been going for all these years has not been working for me. Let me change my mind and do something different. I mean, you've been complaining about these things for a very long time. What difference does it make? It has not made any difference. You have been complaining about the economy, complain about people, complain about a company, complain about everything. It has not made so why don't you try a different strategy? Why don't you just say, Okay, I will stop complaining, maybe start fixing myself. That is what it meant by fallow ground. The question then is why must we break up the fallow ground? Why must you break up the fallow grounds? Number one, you break up the fallow ground to break up the root of sin, it from growing by breaking up the evil pattern. In other words, there are certain things that will continue in our life until we stop certain things. Okay, if you want to stop how, if you want to stop gossiping, the first thing you want to do is to stop talking about other people behind their back. Very simple. If you want to stop anything, that you, if you want to stop getting angry, you look at the source of the thing that makes you angry and cut it off. Yeah. If you want to stop stealing, you make sure you don't put yourself in a situation where the dollar will start sticking to your finger. You t- make sure you clean your hands with alcohol so that you don't have all the glue on it. It doesn't stick on it anymore. You understand what I'm saying? So you break up the root of sin from growing by breaking the evil pattern at the very start number 2 what? The, why do we need to break up the phallogram we break up the phallogram because we want to disrupt the cycle of sin Yeah, we want to disrupt the cycle of sin assuming somebody comes to you and say, do you know that this pastor is a funky human being if you don't want that conversation to continue he says that so? let's call pastor and ask him immediately you say let's call pastor and ask him that is the end of that conversation because they don't want you to hear what they are doing I remember there was a particular incident that happened at my place of war. They were talking about one particular guy, talking about the manager. And they talked about what they said about that guy really bothered me. And they were expecting that that conversation would end there. The next thing I did, I went into the manager's office and I knocked and I said, excuse me, I heard something about you. Is it true? And by the time I asked the guy, he confirmed, he confirmed the story. I went back to those guys and said, I asked him, come and see the shock in their face. See the children, you did what? I said, they said, no, you're a kid. I said, no. I went into his office and I asked the question. This is what I heard. Is it true? These guys, wait. they don't even know how to respond. And for the rest of the day, everybody was careful what they said around me. The point I'm saying making is that you break up. I'm not saying you should go and become a snitch. No, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if you want to break certain cycle, if you want to stop certain things from happening around you, if you want to stop people from doing certain bad behavior, you need to be able to break that particular cycle. disrupt it. That is why you break this fallow grounds you are. There is a pattern of thinking in your heart that you go through every day. What are the things that bring that pattern of thinking? As soon as you want to get into that particular mode, what you do is that you consciously break it. And that's why the Bible said that we should take every thought captive. Yeah. Because there is a pattern in which your mind has gotten into to start working. And if you must break out of that particular pattern, you have to be deliberate about it. So that is what it means. That's how. We, that's why we need to break up that follow, break up the, 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 follow ground. the Number three reason why we need to break up the follow ground is to turn over and expose the hidden part of our heart to the fresh word of God. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether it happens to you, but there are times when you listen to some people, you just you are looking at them, but you just zone them out. <laughs> you just zone them out. And the longer we are in church, the more easier it is for us to zone out the pastor. You know I zone people out so if you zone me out it doesn't it doesn't bother me <laughs> no I would like you to hear what I'm saying but please don't zone me out but the point I'm making is that we zone certain things out. We zone out the word of God. We zone out the, the, the preacher. We zone out our wives. We zone out our husband. Our children. We zone them out. And that is why you can be looking at somebody and the person talking and you are not hearing what that person is saying. Because you have zoned them out. What breaking of the fallow ground simply now means is that you now deliberately stop and expose yourself and listen to what is being said. So that your heart can be exposed to what is being said. To turn over and expose the hidden part of our heart to receive the fresh word of God—that is what it means to break the fallow grass. To break up the fallow grass also means to loosen the dense soil of our heart to receiving the word of God. To so breaking up, you know, so you find that there are benefits to doing that. There's a reason why you need to do it because if you don't do it, the Bible tells us—I can't remember the exact verse of the scripture—but the Bible says, "A Moab is like a cake that is unturned." Okay. It's like a cake that is unturned. It has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, so his behavior has not changed. In other words, when you are doing pancake, you put it on the frying, whatever you are putting on, and you refuse to turn it around. What happens? The the, the top of it will continue to remain moist, uncooked, but the bottom part will be burnt. And that is what happens when you are locked in a particular pattern. Every year you are locked in that particular pattern. You surround yourself with the same set of people, you listen to the same set of people, you have the same kind of friends, you have the same kind of idea. What you find is that you are now locked in what is called the bubble, and you only hear it, you are in an echo chamber, you are only hearing yourself talk through your friends and to your to your associate. And when you do that, what happens is that you lock up your you you, you close the door to other opportunities for hearing something different that will challenge your life. And when you lock, when you lock that door, what happens? is that the fresh thought from God cannot penetrate Mm. because you have already closed that door. Because you are listening to only the things that make you happy. And that is why sometimes, when you see a man walk out of the house, the woman will say, I thought he love me. I don't know what happened. He just walked out like that. It is not just walking out. He's been telling you, but you have not been listening. Or the woman just woke up one day and just flips out. They say, why are you flipping out? You never told me. You never liked this thing. But he has been telling you step by step. But you have not been listening. That is why we need to break up the fallow ground. So that you can expose yourself to other truths, to other things. That might be able to possibly impact our life. The question then is. How do we break up this fallow ground? We've seen the benefit. We've seen why we should do it. We've seen how we should, How then do we break up. That fallow ground. So that our hearts can properly prepare. For the things of God. Let's go to the book of Joel. Joel chapter 1 and 2. Joel chapter 1 and 2. The Bible gives us phases. That we have to go through. In order for us to be able to break the, up. The fallow grounds of our hearts. Joel chapter 1 and 2. We're not going to read the whole thing. the very, very long verse of the scripture. But Job, uh, but Job laid it out very clearly. That if we are going to break up our fallow ground, we must first go through the step, they will go through, what is called the realization phase. There has to be that realization. And say, say to yourself, if I continue to think like this, if I continue to act like this, if I continue to behave like this, I might not be able to get people to like me. I might not be able to get that promotion. I might not be able to see the results that I want. So there has to be that realization. The Bible tells in Joel chapter 2 verse 1 it says, blow the trumpet in Zion. In other words, wake up the people. Let them come to a point of realization. Number 2, there has to be what is called the lamentation phase. Uh, Guard yourself, verse number 13. Uh, Joel chapter 1 verse 13 it says, guard yourself and lament, ye priests. How you ministers of the altar. Come, lie all night in sackcloth, ye ministers of God. For the meat offering and the drink offering is withholding from the house of your God. In other words, you have to come to the point where you say there is a problem in my life there is a problem with the way i behave there is a problem with the people that i relate with and i need to be able to break that particular cycle number three the phase three that you go through you now go through the point of repentance there's no point in saying that i'm behaving badly if you are not willing to change it okay yeah, I mean, I I know that I know my behavior is not bad. I know my character is not bad but I'm who I am. That is the excuse that we give in our society. Yeah, you know, you have to accept me for how I am. You have to accept that's that's the way I am. There's nothing I can do. There's something you can do about it. And that is what is called the repentance phase. You have to come to the point of repentance. George, chapter 2 reading from verse number 12, the Bible said, Therefore uh, therefore now, said the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. In other words, there is one thing for you to come to that point of realization. There is that point to come to that point of lamentation. But in order to be able to move forward, you have to come to the point of repentance. Where you say, Lord, I don't want to behave like this anymore. I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want to continue like this anymore. I want something new in my life. And then when you move to that particular phase, then you go to the phase of sanctification. The phase of sanctification. Which simply means the phase of separation. If you want to do something, if you want to move from where you are to where you need to be, there are certain people that you must cut off. Mm -hmm. There are certain voices that you must stop listening to. There are certain places you must stop going if you continue to do certain things and expect a change, you may never see the change happen in your life. And that's basically what the sanctification phase is. It's a point of, a point of separation. In George chapter 1 verse 14, the Bible says, Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly, gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God, and cry unto the Lord. You cannot expect to continue to do the same thing and get a different result. It's not going to happen. There are some people until they get out of your life, you are not going to move forward. There are some people until you stop listening to them, your choices will continue to be wrong. There are some, you know, there is uh, 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 this particular word got me into trouble when we were still living in Maryland. I'm sure you remember. I remember talking to an elderly guy. I told him, "Let me see if I can translate this correctly into English." Yeah. Or until you scatter certain things, you cannot rearrange them. Okay. And if some people don't fall, some people will never rise. Okay? I told this guy, and the man was livid. He was completely angry with me. He said, Why can you make that kind of a statement? And you call yourself a Christian? Why would he? I said, Somebody must fall for somebody else to rise. Saul had to go down for David to go up. mean it's not it's that's just the way this is this whole thing works the point the reason i brought that story up is that you must there are certain people that must get out of your life for you to be able to access certain blessings there are certain voices that must be silenced before the voice of god will come into your life there are certain doors that must close in your life before God will allow you to open to walk through the door that is opening for you, it is just a principle of you cannot, there are certain things that cannot coexist, they cannot coexist, that's why the Bible says that you cannot serve God and mammon at the same time, you have to pick one Certain doors must close in our life. Certain relationships must end in our life. Certain words must be silenced in our life. Certain voices must be silenced in our life. If God is going to do what He's going to do. And that is what the sanctification phase, the separation phase. That is just what what is what all about. And after you've left the separation phase, you now have to go to what's called the supplication phase. And that is in George chapter 2, verse 17. Let the priest and the minister of the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. And let them say, Spare thy people, O God, and give not thy inheritance to reproach, that the heathen should not rule over there. Wherefore, should they say among the people, where is your God? In other words, when you have done that, then you now go to the Lord and say, Lord, unless you bless me, I will not let you go. That's right. When you stay before his altar and you pray. And you say, Lord, I have seen a lot of things happen in my life in the past year, But Lord God Almighty, as I enter into this new year, I want a change, O God. I want something different. I want you to visit me in a definite way. I want you to touch my relationship. I want you to touch my career. Touch my finance. Touch my family. Touch my husband. Touch my wife. Touch my children. Touch everything around me. Do something new. That is the supplication phase. Mm-hmm. And not only that, when you have gone through that supplication phase, that is when you enter what is called the restoration phase. And that is Joel chapter 2, reading from verse number 18. Then the Bible says, Then would the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. And I will no longer make you a reproach among the heathen. In you know other words, you are no longer be a laughing stock. You will no longer be something, a byword. You will no longer be people that will look at this. After all, you call yourself a Christian. After all, you say you are reading the Bible. After all, you go to church. Where is your God? It is when you get to that restoration phase. That is when that reproach will be taken away. But you have to go through those steps. If you are going to break up your fallow ground. It is when you have gone through all these steps that you begin to see the benefits of breaking up that fallow ground. And what are those Benefits. What are those benefits? Go back to Jude chapter 2, reading from verse number 18. The Bible said, that then the Lord will be jealous for his land and his and uh, and have. Uh. And pity his people. Hear, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied herewith. And I will be no more make you a reproach among the heathen. And the same word is repeated for us in the book of Hosea, chapter ten, verse twelve. The Bible says, Sow your yourself to yourself in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till He reign, till He comes and reign righteousness upon you. In other words. The benefit of breaking up the fallow ground is number one, blessings of intervention. Yeah, thank you. Because when you change the way you behave, when you change the way you think, when you change the people that you associate with, when you begin to associate with the people that bring glory to the Almighty God, the Lord will now intervene on your behalf. Verse number 18 of Joel of chapter 2, that tells us, He said, Then would the Lord be jealous for His land and pity His people. When you have seen that you have done your own parts, when you have intervened, when you have have taken the time to be able to break the evil cycle in your life, when you have taken the time to say, I will no longer continue to live the way I've been doing, I want to live a life that glorifies the name of the Lord. When you begin to do that, the Lord will not intervene in your life with a blessing. Not only that, there will be a blessing of visitation. The Lord will now visit you when he sees that you have turned things around. That you are no longer doing the same thing that you used to do. You are no longer behaving the way you used to behave. You are no longer acting. The anger and the animosity and the, and the pride is no longer there. That is when he will visit with you. And not only that, that is when you begin to see the blessings of answer prayer. And on top of that, you begin to see the blessings of provision. And not only that, you begin to see the blessings of satisfaction. That is what he said. He said, and ye shall be satisfied.
0: The
1: Lord will now visit you with his satisfaction. And then finally, he will now make you a blessing. If you look at the last part of that of, uh, of, uh, of the book of, uh, the book of uh, Job that we read, he said, I will no longer make you a reproach among the people. I will no longer make you a reproach among the heathen. In other words, when people see you, they know something is different about you. They know that, yes, you have been visited. They know the power of the Almighty God is upon your life. They know that there is something that is unique about you. You are now going to be blessed. and The blessings of honor will now become a part of your life. That is if you take the time to break up the fallow ground. And for those who have heard me speak in the past, I've said it. There are certain things that God will do, and there are certain things that you will do. God will not do what you will do, as you certainly cannot do what God will do. So what happens is that when we cooperate with the Almighty God and we do our part, we break up our fallow ground. We are saying, Lord God Almighty, take control. And what will happen is this. Because you have done your part, the Lord will now step in and begin to act on your behalf. The question that comes to our mind this morning is this. How prepared and willing are you to tap into the blessings of breaking up your fallow grounds and stepping into where God wants you to get to in the new year? How prepared are you? How determined are you? How dissatisfied are you? How you know? How hungry are you to see that your life is different, that things are different from you, that things that your family begins to move into a new direction in a new year? How hungry are you? That is a question that only you can answer, and that's why I want you to bow your head and talk to the Almighty God.
0: Thank you very much for listening to our program today.